Brought to you by Big Comedy Network. You're listening to Pillow Fight, a comedy and culture podcast hosted by me, Yamanina Bimadam. I've invited a guest or two to come and gossip like we're at a high school slumber party. We'll start off with a little game of Fuck, Mary Kill, where the choices are buzzworthy moments in pop culture. Then we'll move into a couple rounds of Would You Rather based on world news. From there, we'll finish the night off with some juicy truth or dare. Feel free to grab a friend and play along in this pillow fight. Pillow fight, pillow fight. Is yours made of goose? We got feathers flying everywhere. Mine's made of goose. Pillow fight, pillow fight. This is so fun. Pillow fighting. Why is this so fun? Pillow fight. Today on Pillow Fight, I'm joined by Sila Poole. She's a writer, comedian, and college student who I met on my very first Zoom comedy show in quarantine. You can find her on Twitter at C underscore L-A-P-U-H-L and on Instagram at C underscore L-A-P-O-O-L. On this episode of Pillow Fight, we talk classic movie and TV reboots, compare Twitter in high school, and talk all about giving birth. Kill. Fuck, Mary, kill. For Fuck, Mary, kill, the three options are one, Nickelodeon Studios just announced that they'll be producing a reboot of iCarly set to premiere in 2021. Miranda Cosgrove, Jerry Trainer, and Nathan Kress are all set to return for their original roles. Number two, speculations are swirling about the third Spider-Man movie as actors from other movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe are set to join the project. It appears that it'll be like an exploration of the entire multiverse. Number three, Disney Plus announced a ton of new shows under the Star Wars banner this week, including a series about Obi-Wan, Lando, and more. So three like TV reboot situations, TV movie reboot situations, um, iCarly, Spider-Man, and Star Wars. Fuck, Mary kill, what would you do? Okay, this is hard. I'm going to have to say I would fuck iCarly because my mom would never let me watch, like, the real person Disney shows, like, Disney or Nickelodeon shows, any of those. So I would watch them, like, in secret. Like, that was, like, my secret shame was that I watched iCarly. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's fitting. That's, like, in line with how I would fuck Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So definitely that. And then I'm probably going to have to marry Spider-Man. I do appreciate the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I don't love what's happening now with the multiverse. I kind of feel like Into the Spider-Verse did really well. And now they're like, we're going to ride off of this steam. But it's like, let let that movie have its moment and do your own thing. So I also do like the Tom Holland Spider-Man. And I don't think we need an Andrew Garfield comeback. No offense. And I would probably kill Star Wars because I think we've had enough Star Wars. I I, I agree with your reasoning for that. I would personally uh, marry the Star Wars because they have so much money and they're so generative and they just keep coming up with new things. I feel like that would be a fruitful marriage. Like we'd be financially stable. They would always be finding new things to do to like surprise me. And like, I I also like grew up really liking Star Wars. So I think, you know, there's fun for the whole family. We have like kids shows of Star Wars. We have like adult star, you know, it's it's very family or something for everyone there, you know? And I feel like that's that's what a marriage should be also. 
I would also fuck the iCarly reboot. I had similar experience. I wasn't allowed to watch those shows. So what I would do is I would, I would take my, my mom would put her phone to charge on the kitchen table every night and I would take it off of, off of the charger and I would use her phone and I would watch it on her phone like the web like the websites or the apps or whatever and then like delete the app and like go and return her phone to charge and like slip back into bed or i would like wake up really early and pretend i was like finishing a homework assignment and watch it on the computer or i'd go to a friend's house to do it and this all just feels like all just like the same way that i would have to fuck if i were in my house you know what i mean like right like for sure secretly surreptitiously it's like returning to an old fling. Yes. Um, I know we're not going to be in love ever. We're just, you know, we had something and it's fun to explore that again. Right. I feel that way. I would watch iCarly on like illegal pirating websites, but I feel like I came to it really late in life where it was something that was restricted to me as a child. So I started watching it when I was like 12 mm-hmm. to 15. So it was also part of my own private rebellion and I feel like that can also be what dating is to some people. It's like, this is rebellion against their parental figures. Yeah. Like Harley was that for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would kill the Spider-Man situation just because this is going to, this is going to upset some people, but I just don't really care about superheroes. <laughs> like I just, I can't, I can't fathom an ounce of care for them. Um, I think I've seen Batman or something and that has been, I saw Black Panther and that was, that was it. I don't know what it is. I think I'm just averse to them. I don't think I've given them enough of a chance, but. I do also feel like with franchises, if you're not in it when they're starting to build, it's really hard to get on board after. Mm -hmm. So this, this makes sense to me. Also, I think Spider-Man is like an easy superhero to kill, which might also offend some people. But out of the all of them, he's kind of the dorky. I don't know. So dorky. He's not like easy. Yeah. He's not like one of those like sexy superheroes. He's just kind of like, yeah, I don't know. I think I also had this like contrarian phase growing up where I didn't want to do anything that everyone else was doing. Like I, I was on the Harry Potter train, but it and like this phase ended like right after I finished reading Harry Potter, where like everyone was mm-hmm. reading Percy Jackson and I refused to read Percy Jackson because everyone else was reading it. Hunger Games happened, I refused to read or watch Hunger Games because everyone else was doing it. When One Direction was popular, I refused to get into them because everyone else was doing it. And I, you know how much joy I missed out on from from this rebellion? And I feel like it's the same thing about a lot of like superhero movies. I just like refuse to be a part of what people are happy about (laughs) and I don't know why I feel like I tried to own those things too much like it was definitely super toxic of me um and a little bit I was I was definitely a gatekeeper like I definitely did that with Game of Thrones so that's my issue is that like I'm gonna yeah I never watched Game of Thrones either yeah no I definitely was just a contrarian in so many like I refused to like things that people liked and I I don't know it was I'm, I still feel that way a little bit. Like, I have to really fight that urge because it's not good. There's, like, definitely such joy to being part of a cultural moment. Yeah. Moment, yeah. And, like, when there was that One Direction anniversary situation, like, everyone was talking about it, and I was like, I'm missing out on this now because I was just such a hater at the time. 
I do feel that with One Direction and Twilight, they were kind of happening at the same time. This was around the time where I was like staunchly telling people like, I'm never going to get married. Like I'm a feminist and I'm 10 and I'm never going to get married. And people were like, but this Twilight thing. And I was like, no, you're such a girl. So... (laughs) But then I ended up reading all of the books just to, like, have a substantial ground for saying Mm -hmm. that I didn't like it, um, just to prove people I didn't like it, which... But now I would, like, happily marathon the Twilight movies because there's something so compelling to them. They're camp. I remember I read... I did a book report in the fifth grade on one of the Twilight books. Like, I chose that to do my book report on. And I remember my teacher was like... Um, I think you're a little too young to be reading. She's like, oh, I think your book was really good, but uh, um, did you ever read the City of Bones, like the Mortal Instruments trilogy? Like, yes, but I don't remember anything about it. It's like this goes back to Star Wars, also, but there are so many things I think where if we really look back, they just passed incest totally under the radar. Because in the book, it's like they might be siblings, but then they turn out not to be. But even when they think they're siblings, there's like this weird romantic thing. Yeah, I mean, so, Star Wars too, yeah. And Game of yeah. Thrones also. That Yeah, Game of Thrones, but they're like aggressively incest. Yeah. But anyway. I, just I, I wonder, when in society, like, incest was like the culture, the, the thing to do back in the day. Like, you'd marry your cousins to like keep it in the family and stuff. What, like, what happened... And how was it abrupt or did it like gradually happen that they were like no more of this I literally don't know but I also feel like I still sometimes see people who are who say that their parents are cousins or at least slightly removed cousins I know there was really? one girl in my high school who was like my parents are related in like not too close of a way but in a way that was like this I mean it's still it's still incest so I was like has it totally phased out I'm not sure but maybe it hasn't phased out because I mean a different products keep yeah there's like parts of the like certain cultures where they're definitely not phased out but like my parents are like definitely from the same kind of like ethnic lineage type of thing but they're not family members related so I couldn't tell you (laughs) Um, I really are we all are we all related if you think about it yeah we're just True. one human family. I was actually thinking about that the other day, like how, what were the politics of stopping incest? Was there a that propaganda really... movement? Were there comedians doing, getting naked on camera to stop incest? <laughs> um, God, I wish. I just want to say medically, or maybe they noticed that like people were getting uglier and they're like, there's, there's something going on here. They're definitely not as healthy, too. Like, people probably, like, they probably did some scientific... But it's kind of crazy that it wasn't, like, a naturally ingrained thing to not sleep with your family. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I think it's kind of... I get why, though, because, like, you know when you're a kid and you're, like, you don't understand the concept of, like, relationships yet, and you're, like, I want to marry my brother, like, I want to marry my dad. Does that ever happen to you? Like, I have so many people that have thought, like, thought those things. That's fair, because I guess even when you, like, just play when you're playing it it's yeah. like I'm gonna play the wife and you play the whatever when you're saying like they notice people got uglier I also have noticed that when I see like pictures of people from long ago I don't know if they were just bad at art or if they were actually just way uglier like I think people are way more attractive now yes I completely agree I'm sure it also is like nutrition and possibly hygiene this is definitely the age to to be in hotness wise yeah and the genetic diversity I think also like just 
definitely helps. Yeah. No, it's, I'm, I've just said, I don't know why I've been thinking about this a lot lately. And I've also just been thinking about this. I, from a, like, I don't want to be eugenicist, so I'm not going to, I don't, I don't, I think everyone should be allowed to have children. It's crazy that anyone can raise them. True. Like, we have to get a license to drive. We don't have to get a license to raise a kid, to, like, literally take care of a human being. No, this is very true. I'm th- only thinking. Right, because it's something, this is something I've been thinking about now is, I mean, I'm sure we all reflect on our own relationship with our parents all the time. Mm-hmm. But you immediately pass down everything. And I do, I have a 12 year old brother. So I think a lot about like how I don't want to pass on my insecurities to him just through Mm -hmm. the casual speech that I use. And I definitely feel that way with like parents and children. You need no, very few people show self-awareness, I think is something. Oh yeah. We realize. And so people with no self-awareness maybe. You have no experience before you do it. There's no like raising a kid test, like permit class. You just get one and then it's like, figure it out, you know? And you think, you know, in theory, how you would do it, but it's like, you've never really done it. So yeah. How do you know? Yeah. It's very, it's very a terrifying concept. Parenting. Yeah. Yes. I also don't know how to, I, well, I don't know how to drive and I do think I would be an anxious driver because I don't want to be responsible for all the people in the car mm-hmm. and being a parent is simply being responsible for someone probably for the rest car. of your life. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Um, I always liked driving cause I liked, I, I really like driving alone cause I feel like I don't have to focus on anything but driving. So it's like clears all the thoughts out of my brain, but mm-hmm. I always really like driving people too, because it was like, I'm taking people from point A to point B and like I am doing this for them and like I am providing an environment where like they can chat and they can play music and they can enjoy the sights and scenes and like I think that was like very maternal of me that I like love driving people around and I drove a minivan in high school Mm -hmm. I think like there's things like that but I also think like I would also be a really terrible parent in some ways you know, I'd be in a bad mood and I'd be like, don't talk to me, <laughs> you know? Right. Oh, yes. This was something I was thinking about where I was like, what if my kid is such an extrovert, but they're really bad at making friends? So it's like, I'm the one constantly fielding the extrovert energy because they're like also socially awkward. And that's my nightmare situation. Mm-hmm. That is because I can't um, sustain it for them. And we would both be so miserably unhappy. See, my parents are kind of like this in reverse because I think I'm an, I am an extrovert, but like, I like to get satisfied that from like, like talking to and being around all like tons of different people. Like I love to like have a lot of little time with a lot of different people. And my mm-hmm. parents, I think, I don't know, they're like ambiverts or whatever, but they like to like, just all in with, they have like two people they care about outside of the family type of thing. And they're like, and I'm like, they don't want to do socializing outside of the family unit, which mm-hmm. makes it always like made it harder for me as a kid. Cause I was like, like, it's not my problem. If you don't have friends, like, it's not my problem. Right. No, you <laughs> cannot. Right. But then it's like an obligation to hang out with your parents. Yeah. And now they're no longer friends. with The two people that they were friends with before. Um, they had a big oh, nice. fight because those people were COVID truthers. Um, oh, and wow, that's recent. That's a recent friendship breakup. That's yeah. so sad. 
So I'm really, and I'm, it's like COVID, so like no one's hanging out with anyone, but I'm wondering like mm-hmm. there, I'm going to leave the house again once this is like, once I get a job and I'm out of this, you know, my brother's pretty close to going to college. Um, they don't have any friends anymore. And I'm really curious what they're going to do. It'll be interesting to see. Like, I wonder if it'll be good for them or really, really bad for them. Right. That's such a test. I mean, some people, I feel like their marriage really grows around children and then others, it, it, it can live like independently. I think, my, the, I think the kids made my parents' relationship worse. Oh, I interesting. Think we ruined their marriage. Um, Cause I hear stories of, like the things they did before us. I think it just made them really, really anxious, which mm-hmm. was not good for them, for each other. Cause they'll fight about like how what, one of the other them like wasn't anxious enough about something relating to us. Right. And I think when they no longer have to care about our like existence, which that won't ever stop really bit. No, that makes sense. My, my mom and my stepdad, I have two stepbrothers. So I also feel like once everyone's out of the house, it will help their marriage because mm-hmm. it's like the awkward thing of like the parent who is biologically related to the children will be more concerned for the, the set of children than the other set of children and will not want to impose on the other set of children. So it creates this like awkward dynamic where people care, but they can't say anything or they don't want to say anything because that will jeopardize the comfort of the relationship. So there's like a lot of tiptoeing that I think they'll have to, they, they'll just be able to get rid of once we're all gone. Yeah. Okay. Wait, that yeah. is leading me into a, okay. into a would you rather that I just came up on the spot. Would you rather, would you rather, would you rather, let's play a game of would you rather. Okay. So would you rather be able to, biologically parent children but not get to like know them or get to parent children but not biologically like you you I would definitely go with parent children but not biologically I think I mean you know you can definitely create probably like the same relationships I think this way you also avoid all of the painful parts childbirth really does scare me oh me too childbirth really scares me but I have this feeling that like I will be most beautiful as a pregnant woman you know what I mean like I don't know why I just feel like I will look like I feel like I will have this beautiful round belly and I'll look below and I it's just like everyone will have to like wait on me hand and foot and I can like being pregnant besides the like medical issues seems kind of like a fantasy but I really do not want to push like a a thing out of me that is absolutely something I want to do yeah I would choose the same thing as you I think most people would but I remember actually reading this some article about this how they surveyed like men and women and like most men chose that they would rather be able to like be fertile but not be able to know the kids and women would chose the other whoa that's crazy to me that's like that's such a narcissistic thing i feel i don't know yeah what makes you convinced that like your progeny is gonna be so like beautiful and worth it i don't know you know it's like why yours yeah i think i'd maybe like like a kid that wasn't even my bio my biological kid better because i wouldn't like project my own insecurities onto them i think right 
as much. Right. That's, that's true. Cause a lot of the, um, I don't know, you would like presume that some things are inherited. And so if you feel like there aren't, then you just, you wouldn't act like it. No. Yeah. This is true. Also, I was a really, really fat baby. It was, you know, full term, but it took my mom 36 hours to get me out of there. And, and honestly, it makes sense to not want to like enter Mm-hmm. the world probably but that that really scares me that like my child will i guess like in a karmic act take also a long time it is a miracle though childbirth is a it's nuts that we can do that you know yeah. like humans are capable of like growing other humans inside of their bodies no this is this is true i do and i do like the whole thing where pregnant women like predict or get to know their baby's personality already before Mm -hmm. the baby gets to meet anyone like I do think it's a beautiful process it just ends on like the least beautiful note the whole thing of like you only remember the beginning and the end of a performance like maybe that's the same with pregnancy Mm -hmm. and like the beginning should be great obviously depending on whatever the dude and then the end (laughs) <laughs> it's just like so painful so <laughs> i don't know the dude <laughs> um, um oh i don't understand why people don't have epidurals also because they're like i want to feel the baby come out of it. like no just yeah like medic medicine has evolved and you don't have to put yourself through pain and you're still gonna love your kid even if you didn't like feel them crawling out of you um also this whole thing that like you're not it's actually better to stand up giving birth than to lie down i don't actually know how the whole like lying down thing came about in the medical practice but gravity helps you if you're standing up but i think that would actually be much worse i don't know i can't really imagine what the doctor would do like if they stand kind of under <laughs> and like catch it's Actually, yeah i was like that would feel really weird like you just feel yourself open up yeah you that, know well. <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm gonna do a second do rather so okay. tiffany haddish recently like revealed that she turned down hosting the grammys because they didn't offer her financial compensation which sucks because she's tiffany haddish you know and the grammys have ton of money so they can yeah they can pay her but i want to know if you'd would if you'd rather be able to like perform for like any audience you want but never get paid or get paid a million dollars to never have a public appearance again whoa public appearance like a live public appearance i think any like any access like the internet would count okay so i would have to remove myself from the internet entirely you can probably text your friends but like you can be on social media okay (laughs) A million dollars. <laughs> um, whoa. I think I would actually maybe go for the million. I think never being able to be paid ever, ever. That's a long time. Hopefully a long time. <laughs> and, um, but And I also feel like maybe it would be really helpful in finding like personally deeply fulfilling pursuits. If you knew that you had to recuse yourself from public life permanently, yeah. I think you would be forced to do some huge soul searching. So I would go for, I would, I guess I would have to opt for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure at first it, I would feel bad mental health wise. And then soon I think it would recover. Yeah. Someone told me recently that psychologically, like we're only evolved to 
have like 40 to 50 people that know us. Like that's just how our brains are like only prepared for that. They're not prepared mm-hmm. for anymore. So like the concept of celebrity is like no human is like psychologically capable of adapting to that. So it's like really interesting because yeah. now I think with the internet, like we're all kind of some celebrity in a way, like we all have more than 40 to 50 people that are like immediately in our reach. Yeah. So that's like kind of crazy. I think I would do the first one though, because I think I would find very little fulfillment. Like, I think I just, I find like performance very, I think I need to do that to like be happy. And I don't think I could mm, do that without like, and I'd be fine working some like random ass job to get the funds to be able to do those things. But mm-hmm. if I have like any audience I wanted, like that, that's cool. Okay. So this week we found out that both Ellen and Rudy Giuliani got COVID. Um, <laughs> I want to know if you would rather get COVID from being like a really like overworked, underpaid shit treated like shit Ellen employee or being like Rudy Giuliani's most highly esteemed person who like he treats so highly um definitely the Ellen employee I would say I think Ellen getting COVID is just like so funny I mean I I mean I hope she doesn't die (laughs) I'm like like Giuliani the Giuliani COVID news was like an I feel like the fact that Trump didn't die from COVID really put a dampener on my happiness when Giuliani got COVID. Cause I was like, yeah, this well, I is think they, they know something we don't. Yes. They, they, they must. Immortality secret. Yeah. Um, and I do, I mean, I definitely see the, the value of being like the Giuliani high employee re like ex, potential expose material also contributing to the vast, number of books coming out about the Trump administration. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, it would not personally be worth it. I think it would be probably much more, I mean, I'm sure yeah. toxic, but I was just so unhappy. Whereas Ellen, I do think being a mistreated intern, you really bond with other mistreated interns. So at least there's some community mm-hmm. into in it. And then you all get COVID together. Yeah. Also, I really want to know like how Ellen would give you COVID. Like, I feel like she would be the kind of person to spread it around her office as a as a prank. Like she would like scare people. Um, yeah, yeah. Person like spitting on them. Yeah, but she had the whole time. Yeah, totally. I would rather be treated like shit by Ellen than treated like a queen by Giuliani for sure. Because mm-hmm. also just like working on Ellen, it's like proximity to cool stuff. Even if she treats me like shit, like mm-hmm. get to meet cool people probably, and like it's just like a shitty boss. Rudy Giuliani, like, literally the sight of him makes me deeply nauseous. Like, that picture of him where, like, his hair is dripping down his cheek. Every time I think about it, I, like, literally want to gag. Like, I can't. It's, like, I lose my appetite and, like, feel really disgusting. Like, I'm feeling it now. Yeah, don't think about it. Don't think about it. But I don't think I could, like, I don't think I can experience that in person and be okay. And, like, I'll be honest, he, I mean, all of them, honestly, they all look like such wax people, or they look like they're made out of something that is such, like, a disgusting, flammable, melty material, and I just cannot imagine that they, that their skin feels like human skin. Oh, they're not, I truly believe they're, like, dead and, like, being programmed to stay alive. Yeah, and so I wouldn't want, and I'm, I'm sure he has, like, bad breath. Like, there are many sensory elements that we don't get to interact with to them that I'm sure they all have that are so odd. And that's something I could live with not knowing. 
So that's okay. definitely like a non Giuliani. Fuck Mary Kill, Mitch McConnell, oh Rudy Giuliani, Donald Trump. <laughs> oh no. Mm. I just can't help it that was top of my head, but no, yeah. That's it's so it that one's hard. Um uh, okay, I do feel like you I would kill Trump only if I wasn't going to kill Trump I would say Mary but the only reason is because like out of all of these Trump administration books the one that I really want to read is Melania's and I'm you know I was reading all like the prenup divorce things and I have always been an advocate for a good prenup um, since the age of 11, I've been telling people, get a prenup. At <laughs> the same time you were saying, I'll never get married, you were saying, yeah. get a prenup. <laughs> right. I was like, if you're going to do it, you should protect your assets. But she, like, has this bad prenup because she can't, you know, say anything. Um, and I'm sure she got sort of pigeonholed into it. So I would not do that. So I would probably kill Trump. Also, just he's, like, the face of the movement i don't think you can like separate mm-hmm. that um from the movement itself and god i would probably uh i guess i'd have to marry giuliani and fuck mcconnell and that's because i think like marriage you can create distance and i think giuliani is dumber than mcconnell i think mcconnell is like ugly and evil and i wouldn't want that over a long period mm-hmm. of time yeah, I would kill Rudy Giuliani just because, like, I told you, the side of him makes me nauseous, and I don't think I, I don't think it'd be healthy for me to do that, um, mm-hmm. to be around him at all. This is kind of a cheat, but I, I would fuck Mitch McConnell because I think, I think I could kill him via sex. Um, mm. I think I could just like push him a little too far that he, like, break. dies while inside of me. Um, mm-hmm beautiful image and i would also wasn't he, one, wasn't he one of the ones with like the dead hands the dead oh hands? yeah he has an asian wife which is, i think is really funny oh <laughs> um because he doesn't seem like the kind of white guy to have an asian wife you know what i mean no not at all like, there is a kind of white guy who is like, yes. a type but he does not fit it no not at all um and i i think i did know that but it's not like something that immediately comes to my it's not something I immediately think about when I think of Mitch McConnell. And I do think that, like, Asian wife guys, that's the first thing you think about is how they have an Asian wife and, like, born yeah. So yeah. I definitely see that. He is not he is not the type. Yeah. And then I would marry Trump, even though I think I wouldn't have, like, be able to, like, publicly speak on it. I think I would, like, know all the secrets about the government, and it would be really cool to know. Also, I think I could do, like, little things to, like, manipulate him into what I wanted the decisions to be like withhold sex to like get him to you know pardon you know what I mean like I think it's right it's it's a powerful position to be in um and I think it's a little more it's attention and press and fame and that's kind of fun that's true. I would also say that the highlight, like the only highlight of the Trump administration was all of the videos of Melania like swatting him away. Or when yeah. she like very clearly went to vote for Biden when it was like when she didn't vote when he voted. Like that that was just hilarious. Yeah. Um, and truly the only good clip yeah. that we saw. Remember her jacket that was like 
yeah yeah it was it was like i literally do not care yeah or something like that i think she's character yeah but i have a a would you rather okay also a little bit about public persona things but would you rather restart twitter from zero followers and like have to build up again or would you rather do high school all over again like right now Oh, I would so much rather restart Twitter from zero followers than re- redo <laughs> high school. Because I think built, like building up Twitter was like kind of a fun experience. Like I met mm-hmm. so many cool people on the way, you know, like I could take a break from it whenever I wanted to. I could like go back in when I wanted mm-hmm. to. It's like no one was really telling me what to do. I kind of like paved my own path. I could do it in all these different places. I could do it in Chicago. I could do it in right. California. I could travel and do it I uh, my parents weren't breathing down my neck about you know my twitter engagement stats um Mm -hmm. (laughs) no I would totally rather do that high school was like not it for me in many many ways Mm -hmm. many many ways I would not having good numbers on twitter it's like fun but I don't think that's like why I like twitter I I totally agree I also think that if I had the chance to redo it in high school and it was somehow better well, I do think that the fact that, like, people who have bad high school experiences are, like, better people, ultimately, I think that's very true. Um, and so if you have the chance to redo it, I mean, A, I also did not love high school. But if it was, for some reason, better now, the second time, I feel like I would be a worse or more annoying person afterwards, mm-hmm. which is not something I want. And I agree. It's, like, I definitely feel like I've found internet friends and I was never like a Tumblr person um in middle school which is like where I feel like people had mm-hmm. friends before so this has been a very interesting and nice and rewarding thing and also super unexpected like I truly was not expecting to yeah. make friends off of Twitter so yeah I agree me too like I made so many f- I had Tumblr and I was like big on Tumblr but the friends I made on Tumblr it felt very like I sh- it was it felt weird and like I could be talking to like an 80 year old man and I don't know it, you know, mm. like it was never like right now. I feel like my Twitter friends are like part of my real life social circle. And like a lot of my real life friends know some of my Twitter friends, like some of the people have met, some of them haven't like everyone's mm-hmm. kind of got like a mutual, a mutual, like a mutual friend, like sort of, even if they don't really know each other, like way more kind of like uh, intertwined circles. And I feel like the other people that I actually will see and be friends with and like talk to in my life, even though I met them on the internet. Whereas like the Tumblr thing was like, I feel like I was just like a kid trying to be weird online. But yeah, definitely can. And also, I mean, that's sort of how we're interfacing with everyone now is just like Mm -hmm. real life friends are also on our phones now. Mm -hmm. So in that way, I'm, it also helps. But yeah. I like I just feel like exhausted by FaceTime calls like to catch up and stuff because there's something so performative about like watching yourself talk to someone and like feeling like you have to get everything in in like this one call when like normally if you just see people like especially your closest friends you just see them like often and you update them as mm-hmm. it goes so it's like it's not as like forced interaction so I've just like, kind of been a texter in quarantine like I just like little like bursts of info and stuff like that rather than like planned calls and so Mm -hmm. Twitter has been exactly that so it's just like kind of seamlessly intertwined into my life and a lot of people know like everyone kind of knows each other now so it's like all my my college comedy friends like you know like that's how I know you through them and then it's it's just like this you know interconnected world 
and it would be fun to like meet all those people again and I'm like continuing to meet people so it's yeah I would I would redo it I think I think I could do it fun yeah truth or dare truth or dare um I'll start I'll start soft with the truth (laughs) okay so when you came back to are you in Thailand right now Mm -hmm. when you got back to Thailand you were in that like isolation cell Mm -hmm. what was the like grossest or weirdest thing you did when you were in that cell um I was in like this hotel room it was pretty nice the grossest thing I mean I did I did do the thing where you just like walk around naked or you just like I don't know if that's gross though I think it's gross Okay. Um, let's see. I feel like I, I generally did not do anything particularly <laughs> grosser than like what I normally do. I, I tried to wash all of my clothes and there was no like sunlight in my room. Mm-hmm. So it actually ended up making the entire room smell like wet clothes. So that was more yeah. like a gross experiential thing. Yeah. And cause they were like, I would do like these YouTube workouts and they were also sweaty. So it was like a combination and I sweat a lot. That's probably maybe the grossest thing. I'm like a very, very sweaty, sweaty person. Mm-hmm. So it just smelled like a mix of sweat and water. And that was pretty nasty. Did you talk to yourself ever? Oh, yeah. But I do that normally all yeah. the time. I say that. I do to people and they're like, that's so weird. I literally narrate everything I do as I'm doing it to myself, kind of. I would. I don't think I narrate, but I feel like my brain is constantly thinking about something, and then yeah. when I'm alone, it's like I those things come out. Of- I the voice in my head is like a YouTube vlogger. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to the bathroom right now, and I'm going to go take a piss. Then I'm gonna go wipe myself with this toilet paper, and I'm gonna flush. Then I'm gonna go to the sink, and I'm gonna take two cups of soap, and I'm just gonna rub it in and wash my hands, and then I'll dry them off. Isn't that so amazing? I just went to the bathroom, and that's like how I, I'll. It's so funny. That's, do you feel like do you feel like you imagine people watching you all the time? Because I feel like that's sort of like what's in my head is I'm always like thinking about what I'm doing based on like how someone else would see what I'm doing, which is probably I don't know what it is. No, but I I remember reading about this and about dreams. Okay, do you when you dream, are you like is it first person or are you watching yourself from out of body? I mean, it's usually first person. Hmm. Yeah, because some people say that they like dream and they like they like come outside of themselves. I have no idea like objectively how I like to occupy space or can be perceived. Like I have no idea how to conceptualize that in my head. So I have no idea like what people looking at me see sometimes I like see a picture or video of myself and I'm like that's me. Like that it's I don't it's not really my face I get like my body I don't really understand I completely agree this is like the only reason I would ever want to be like a tv actor is to just like see what I look like doing random things Mm -hmm. because you never know like unless you're in front of a mirror it's like you just don't know what you look like so that's the only reason I want to be that's like part of why I really hate these like having to FaceTime and stuff because I have to see myself and I don't like having to perform for myself you know, right. like I, I'm never really thinking about how others would see what I'm doing until I have to see it myself. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't love it, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, truth or dare? I'll start with the dare. Okay. Um, okay. I'll start with a short one. Have you seen it? I 
got this idea from TikTok, but it's like where you recreate a sound that somebody makes. So like I'm gonna make a sound and then okay, I'm gonna like make a sound with something random Uh and then you have to try and like recreate the sound. Okay. I can Okay. First do it with my with my mouth. Yeah. That was that was pretty good, I think. <laughs> Thank you. I used to play this game with like my college improv group where someone would close their eyes in the middle and then someone on the outside of the circle would like make a sound and they have to guess like who was making the sound, but it was like the weirdest sounds. That's what that just reminded That's me so of. So cute. Yeah. I'm like so envious of college improv groups in a twisted way. <laughs> I feel like no one ever sings, no one ever says. I'm so envious <laughs> of college improv groups. It's just like you're all, yeah, yeah, just act goofy together. You know, I feel like you're, you're an honorary member of a college improv group, you know? Yeah, that's I like I, some people just, you know, evoke that. I feel like you could mm-hmm. easily fit in in a, in a circle of improv improvisers. Thank you. To some, that would probably be a roast, but to me, it is a compliment because I admire it. I, yeah. I respect the hustle. I'm, I'm glad you feel that way. I feel seen and understood <laughs> by that. <laughs> okay, truth or dare? Um, dare. Do you think there's someone that you could call or text who would respond to you who you have kissed or somehow they have, they know what your breath would taste like? and um ask them this is very i'm not explaining this well and ask them what your breath tastes like because you really want to figure it out but it's like something you i like want you to give an explanation that's like i really want to know but it's like something that i can't do to myself and i can't figure it out and i can't taste my own breath so okay can you please tell me let me think there is one but we're currently it's a little <laughs> just the last two days of it we're in a bit of a not it's not a fight it's like an awkward so uh-huh. let me <laughs> <my Sorry>. <laughs> no 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 I okay let me let me see if she's up um <laughs> I'm going hey remember remember when we kissed I've been really trying to figure it out and I just can't, what was it? I can't, and I just, oh, I just can't do it by myself. Yeah. I go, hey, remember when we kissed? I've been really trying to figure it out and I just can't do it by myself. What does my breath taste like? She was active 33 minutes ago, so we'll just. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Truth or dare? Truth. Okay. Um, So you you are famously a recipient of parade underwear and I was wondering... (laughs) If you could give us just like a brutally honest review of the underwear. Okay. They're really, really soft. Um, the pairs I got, like they're so soft. You want to feel them all the time and you want to like wriggle in your sheets because they're really soft. But I found that they're too high-waisted that mm. I wear the kind of pants that like come up to your boobs, okay? That's the kind of pants I wear and they still are higher than those pants. I, I think they just set me high-waisted underwear, but it's like, it's very high-waisted for high-waisted underwear. 
Yeah, I th- they also like they. I haven't tried anything but like thongs and like the full ass underwear. And I think I prefer kind of a more of a middle ground underwear. So I don't really know what that is like yet. Um, mm-hmm. I think the fabric feels really soft, but because the fabric is such, it's like such a like a shiny, soft kind of fabric. It like tug, it like tugs a lot. So it, like, mm-hmm. it's not like it doesn't stay put on on. Okay. It's a little bit of a wedgie giver. Yeah, the ones that are like full ass ones, they definitely want to go up my okay. back. And also, if I'm wearing like leggings or something, like they want they they want to move around. You know what mm, I mean? And then okay, yeah. that is my first impression. After wa- wearing them, washing them, wearing them again, the waistband um, likes to ca- not stay in its shape. Oh. It likes to kind of like bend around. Which I don't okay. love. I, I air dry them now for that reason, which I probably should have been doing anyway. I'm very bad at laundry etiquette. Um, uh, overall, like pr- pretty solid, pretty solid underwear. Like I liked them. It's cool to get free underwear. I go wear them. Okay. So. Do they show underwear lines? Yes. Is another question I have. The, okay. Yes. Because that's another problem I have with them. As I, I kind of like to wear more like not necessarily seamless, but like less line creating underwear and they mm-hmm. definitely are line creating underwear it's not there's no there's there's like thick seams on them which is fine like they're really co- they're like cozy underwear they're not really like a i'm gonna put on this outfit to look snatched and like you know what i mean it's like not mm-hmm. underwear it would feel sweaty if i worked out in it you know what i mean yeah like it would feel like okay. if i was brewing something in like i was like letting yeast ferment down there if I was yeah. on it. Okay. This is a really good review. I am huge fan and proponent of like event underwear. I mean, maybe this is just what everyone already does, but like mm-hmm. there's like daytime, daytime workout and then nighttime underwear are my divisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can only sleep in cotton underwear or no underwear at all. I'm not like a commando person. I wish I was because I think that's like very freeing, but I wasn't until recently. Quarantine is when I started doing it. Oh, um, interesting. I just, this is maybe TMI, but I started to feel like I was getting really smelly. And I was like, mm. I think I'm just like letting the juices cook for too much mm. time. And I was always like, an, like a, I really don't like having fabric on my body while I'm asleep if I can avoid it. Like I only put mm-hmm. clothes on. And I also get really hot in my sleep, so I don't know. It's like was I was just like, let's try it one night, and I don't do it all the time. Sometimes. Okay, I think this has like emboldened me enough to try it. Yeah. Not right now. Um, I'm I am currently menstruating. That's the other thing. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, there's times you just can't that's, do it. That's not a command to the time. <laughs> that's not the time. <laughs> um, but I definitely will. So yeah. I I'll get back to you in like five days. Yeah, true to dare um truth um if you could extinguish one comedian from the earth could be a real comedian or a twitter personality or whatever who would it be and why so i'm gonna right off the bat go with bill burr i i really don't like 
Bill Burr, and I especially don't, I mean, okay, I don't like him because I just think he's, like, a misogynist and not funny, and then I would choose, I mean, many comedians are misogynists, but I'm choosing Mm -hmm. him specifically because my dad does listen to Bill Burr, and I cannot stand it, so if I kill him, I don't have to ever listen to it, because people will say, like, dumb shit all the time, but that one, that specific voice is the one that's brought into my own household. When your parents, like, really like something that you hate, it's, like, really painful, um, yeah, it's definitely a selfish decision because mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm sure Bilber out of, if we're ranking all of them is not the worst. I think he, I, I've like t- expressed my opinions to my dad, which makes it more annoying. Cause I'm like, you know, you're, you're the father of a daughter. So I feel like you yeah. should be more attentive, but that's partially, I think what Bill Burr is like such so specifically catering to divorced men in a way. <laughs> I really have not consumed that much of his right. I mean, it's just like constantly like my wife is Burr. Blah. Um, truth or dare? Dare? I dare you to DM somebody their own tweet like a reply guy so like with notes or like they can be fake notes like stupid but like how they could have made the tweet better do you have a person that you want me to do it can be someone you're close to if that would make it better oh my god this is so funny i just like i went to my twitter and i saw this dm um really funny it was just sent to me an hour ago i want to read it even though it's unrelated okay hey there pardon my punctuation do you have a show? Dot, dot. Preferably for free for a poor boy like me. I would correct the punctuation, but I am so busy right now! Exclamation point. I love your stuff, yams. So thank you. Oh, another punctuation error. Or is it air? Question mark. Just realized you have basically 16,000 followers. Damn, you're famous. No pressure. I do not expect a response from you. I would do a crying gif, but what's the point? You probably won't see it. Still would like to know about the show. Best, best, best of luck to you. I will stay following you forever. Upside down smiley face, winky face, toothy smile face, whale emoji. Oh my God. That is crazy. A poor boy like me. That's so, how many DMs in that vein do you get? Is this like a weird occurrence or common? common common oh i get i get a lot of this guy um he goes hi good morning good night you like to suck dick you are looking very beautiful like an angel i hope god keep you safe and healthy always because your face is very beautiful and sweet my lady um oh i also got this guy who pitched me a joke that i do not understand um he let me find him okay please Sorry, this has just become me reading my message request. No, I, I like, love listening to DMs. <laughs> I liked your comedy routines. I always wanted to do one about my dad. He would always start his kids driving at the age of 13. He would say, hey, we need to get these kids driving earlier. When one got in a wreck, he convinced the other driver to wait until he got there to pretend he was the driver for the police report. My stepbrother drove all his friends to school in ninth grade, and he would always leave the keys in an old Pinto, hoping it would get stolen. Finally, his wife and he did a pros and cons list of turning back the odometer before selling a car. To no one's surprise, their pros won. I was like, oh, it's like, I feel like these people, that's crazy. That is such an overture. 
I do get weird DMs, but not not in this frequency. But just like screenshotting them and turning this into like a coffee table book, mm-hmm. because this is such like a fundamental part to I think being anyone in, on the internet, but I think especially being a woman on the internet. Yeah. Okay. Let me. I'm trying to see who would like not be like. Confused. Yeah. The okay. notes can be like explicitly um, silly. I'm going to do it to this. It says, it's by this girl, Iris, dressed Iris. Girls who put their flip phones in their bras for no reason have the best pussy. So I'm going to jam it to her, just Iris. Okay, let's say, nice tweet. If I could add something, though, how many girls these days are still carrying flip phones? And how many are still wearing bras? This would be putting the women you described at a very specific and statistically unique position in our society. You are right then to say they might be the 1% of pussy owners. How can I contact one? Haha, love your tweets. Stay great. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> After she replies, I'm going to tell her that it wasn't there. Okay, yeah. Please. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Has your person responded to you? No, let me, I'm going to, I'm going to, okay, I just liked all of my own messages. That is such like the ultimate passive aggressive act is like reacting to your own message. <laughs> but. Yeah. Okay. Truth or dare? Um, dare. Um, I want you... Do you have the voice recording thing on Twitter? Do you I think I it? have it. Okay. I want you to just, like, speak, like, improvise, spoken gibberish um, into your voice recording and then post it on Twitter with the caption, I just had this crazy revelation. Okay. So, like, a bunch of, ser- like, words that don't make sense together? Yeah. They don't okay. have to, like, just... Words, fake words, real words. Sentences okay. don't go together. Okay. Do I just click on it? Yeah. And I think it, you have to press it again to. Okay. It. Yeah. Oh gosh. I feel like my heart rate increased. <laughs> <laughs> this is like improv, I think. Um, okay. He said he wanted to be an improv kid. Here you go. Hey. The light mixed with the melarin, and I thought that that was really impressive for the Avino. If you think about it in the context of Fun Lovel in version with actually the Noir, if you think about something like that plus the Bloob actually together to make a really, really good Xerox of your butt. <laughs> so good okay and then i had this crazy revelation uh-huh okay <laughs> i was simply reading like the brand names on my <laughs> the xerox <laughs> was a good a good twist um truth or dare uh, truth if all of your mutuals were stranded on an island mm-hmm. including you so you're included in this 
who would get eaten first and who would be the last to survive and get saved. So who would, who's like the pushover, I mean, in nice ways, um, or like who would either volunteer to be eaten or who would get eaten first and who would be the like most of all my mutuals willing to survive. Yeah. Or, you know, of a certain, um, you know, who I, th- I know who I think would survive to the end. And I think it's Dr. Piss Pants. Oh yeah. I think they really would survive till the end. I feel like they know how to rough it and they would just like slide under the radar and then eventually like they would win out. Who I think would that's get- a really good eaten first there are like some i think there's like you know there's like really nice white boy reply guys who like are just too nice in a way that's like pick me yeah boys yeah i feel like there's multiple of those that i think would volunteer to let me yes i did also want to say with dr pissman i have been watching a lot of survivor and i think the people who are like definitely the under the radar people who can coast in the middle and then rise to the top at the end, all yeah. about timing. I want to do one last round. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah, truth or dare. I'll go with a, an, a truth, just alternating. <laughs> um, if you could be in a thruple with any celebrity couple, who would you choose? Oh. Or not even celebrity couple. You can put two people together and just make your own. Build your okay. own thruple. Wow. This is like with celebrity questions, I always am worried that I'm going to give too much of a mainstream answer. <laughs> Reverting full circle back to the beginning of like, I, I want to go against the grain. Yeah. <laughs> but I also don't want to say someone who nobody knows. Hmm. I don't really want, maybe this is going to sound bad, but I don't super want to be in a relationship with like someone who's like really like model level hot. I'm like too, I would be so, I'm it's scary. Yeah. So that's when I'm trying to think of someone who's like attainable, but still attractive. Oh, there's this one woman who is in Orphan Black. Her name is Tatiana Mislani, and she's just like such an incredible actress. Mm-hmm. And she also seems like a very chill, low-key person. Mm-hmm. So I would choose her. And then I guess like I, I was compelled by the recent pictures of Dylan O'Brien that surfaced on the internet. <laughs> and he's like definitely still model hot but it's um it feels very rugged it's a way that think, like, bad. yeah in a way that like noah centineo once had and has since now lost yes yeah i think Noah centineo really he flew too close to the sun i think yes <laughs> oh that's for freaking sure yeah okay that's a good little thruple yeah fun i had one i had one like indie answer yeah so i can feel okay about it should i do one last one yes for you um truth or dare yeah i dare you to write a cute little uh romantic poem about christopher and then tweet it <laughs> I'm personally a fan of internet. I love the internet PDA, so I want more. Oh my gosh. People are gonna like scream at me for this. Okay. A poem. What should I say? Hmm. Is there like a style of poem you want? Or it's just um it could be a rose, it could follow the roses or red model if that my favorite color is green. My second favorite's blue. I like Oh, my friends. And Christopher, too. 
<laughs> I do a second verse. Oh, oh, yeah. Um, the sun is for the day, and the moon is for the night. Time goes by so fast, but being with you just feels right. Yeah. You know, did you never get a response? I never did. What do you think your breath tastes like since you don't, you didn't get any confirmation? I do use Listerine, but I don't, I'm like, I can kind of be bad about flossing. So I do think it's not like angel breath. I don't know why this is speaking to me, but like a tomato. I I would say that my breath is like tomatoes too. (laughs) I really think that. Because it like teeters on, I think, acidity and sweetness, and that's why. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks so much for joining me. It's nice to have thanks you from so across the world. I love being here. It was such an honor. I'm a friend of the pod turned guest of the pod, and it makes me happy. <laughs> it's, it's the Pillow Fight Cinematic Universe. Thanks so much for joining our Pillow Fight. See you next time. Pillowfight is a production by me, Yamini Nambimadam, with music by Greer Baxter. Thanks for listening. Follow Big Comedy on social media at I Love Big Comedy.